back to the weekly Trusted Visions podcast. As we talked about last week, Stacy, we're going to continue down the path of the consolidation of broker dealers in our industry. And as we know, that's only going to continue. I think five or so years ago, there was over five thousand broker dealers. Now there's a little over three thousand, and that continues. And so this week, we were going to focus on something a little bit different within the consolidation of our industry. In that leveraging firms like Trusted Visions when you're conducting your due diligence and the importance and advantages of leveraging a firm like ours. So before we get started with that, I figured for our audience, we're going to make this a little fun each week in that, as you guys know, we full-time RV it and we're in a different city and state quite frequently. We're still in Montana. As we said last week, we were in West Yellowstone, Montana. But what we're going to do for our audience is I'm going to give you a couple fun facts about the city in Montana we're in, and then whoever gets closest to the city we're in and or guesses the right city, I will personally send you a $10 Starbucks card so you can enjoy a cup of coffee or an espresso on us. So a couple fun facts before we dive into the podcast, Stacy. The city that I'm in is close to one of the notorious national parks within Montana, and it also has one of the most beautiful 197-square-mile lakes in all of Montana. So audience, if you comment on our LinkedIn page and guess it, I will reach out to you to get your address to send you a $10 Starbucks card. So enough about that. Stacy, I want to start with you. As we talk about the advantages of leveraging a firm like Trusted Visions when your firm has been acquired or changes are taking place. Um, so can you talk to our audience a little bit about the advantages of working with a firm or, or you and I when conducting your due diligence and why they should strongly consider doing that? It's a great, great question. You know, I've worked with many um, offices and advisors before that have tried to do a review of everyone. And that ends up with like paralysis by analysis. I mean, you, you, it's hard to navigate through that to compare the pricing, compare the services, and kind of weed out the firms that are not a fit. So I think that's where we can really make a difference, uh, Jeremy. And I've seen you do it. Um, I've worked with advisors where we can really cut to the chase in regards to, okay, not only who we would recommend, and we're going to narrow that down. We're not going to give you 20 firms or 10 firms. We're going to narrow that down to five or less to who's a good fit for your office. But we're going to share why. What's our reasoning behind that? Why do we think, why are we recommending one firm over another or maybe not recommending someone? So you can leverage trusted visions to really understand and know the landscape um, to best understand who and why, right, uh, you might work with one broker dealer or over another. And, you know, some of those things um, just comes with, well, Jeremy, you've worked over 20 years as a corporate recruiter. Um, I've worked almost 20 years as a corporate recruiter, so we've seen it. We can ask some of the questions and navigate through, too, like, what one firm calls one fee, but maybe doesn't exist at another place, or how the pricing complexity might come through in regards to like a fee platform pricing. Everything could be called something different, um, or we really truly want to navigate to get the best number uh, from a net standpoint, and we can help you do that. But talking about pricing, Jeremy. I know you've worked with some good-sized groups that have made that big change um, across broker-dealers. Can you share a little bit about how have you worked with them to help negotiate the deals? Where have you benefited um, some of the offices that you've worked with in the last couple of years? 
And great question there, Stacey. And as you said, we've got nearly four decades between the two of us of, of living in those shoes of those corporate recruiters and negotiating those deals. And, you know, it's it's not trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. And this is no knock on corporate recruiters or executives with the broker dealers, but they have kind of their just, you know, scale of this is the parameters we can work a deal where we know which levers can be pulled to get more aggressive when negotiating our de those deals. And keep in mind, audience, working with a firm like Trusted Visions, it doesn't take away or lessen the deal that you can get. In many instances, it can enhance a deal. And, and so I'll give you a couple of examples of that is I was working with a large hybrid group that joined a broker dealer and they have an RIA surveillance fee for outside assets that are custodied. And they had their, their general parameters of, okay, if you have this percentage of assets on platform versus off platform, here's your RIA surveillance fee. And you know, my conversations with the executives and the recruiting team within that broker dealer is, this is just a tracking nightmare of, all right, how much assets do they have at the outside custodian versus us? And as the outside assets grow, who keeps track of that? So let's make it a little bit easier and just say, let's set dollar amounts of under 100 million on platform. It's X basis points for an RIA surveillance fee. Over 100 to 250 million, it's X uh, basis points as an RIA surveillance fee. So there's a lot of different things that you can do to negotiate that. And, and that OSJ even said to me, he's like, I would have never thought about structuring it that way, even though it worked out to be exactly the same as a percentage, it alleviated both our broker dealer partner and that OSJ from having to track what percentage was on which platform. So that, that's just one example. Again, there's been times when working with advisors or, or OSJs where a broker dealer presented an offer and we always at Trusted Visions have them present us the offer before we present it to our clients just to make sure that it's correct and accurate. And there's been instances where I went back to that broker-dealer recruiter and said, I won't even present this to my client because it's offensive and I know that you can do better. And this isn't a knock on the broker-dealers or the recruiters, but again, their goal is to get you for as least as possible. And our job is to negotiate and push where we know to push. So love that question, Stacey. And, and that's part of the fun part is the negotiation process. So. Last question for you, Stacey, as we wrap up this week and continue down this path of the, the consolidation in our industry is a lot of advisors know those fees that you talk about is E&O fees or affiliation fees or any of that. But can you talk about some of the questions that clients don't know to ask, don't think to ask, or quite honestly, don't want to offend the broker dealer by asking? And that's where we come in to really help. Yeah, I think I shared last week, um, the devil's in the details. And I think this comes in on the expense side too, because as we we're talking about earlier, we not only want to pay attention to what payout level you're at or what basis points your client might be paying on a fee platform, but you really want to get to that net number. And so as you look at that, we've got to navigate because there are some firms out there that, uh, for instance, they might have an embedded five basis point fee in with AssetMark. Um, you know, that's pretty important if you've got assets over at SMR. So we want to take a look at those uh, firms. We can help navigate through that. Some firms still have a very strong preference and push towards, uh, of course, fee business. Um, and you may see it come out in a fee on your direct 
business, um, anything not on the platform or on the brokerage side with the clearing firm, uh, you may start seeing a per account fee. Um, you know, and then there's some other details too. I, uh, I'm kind of a, a big proponent of looking at the fee platform pricing itself, per account fees, minimum fees, advisor level platform fee, client fee, um, just really adding those up so you can truly do an apples to apples comparison from where you're at today and where you might be going in the future. We'd love to help with that process though. Yeah, and that's a great point, Stacy. Because you know, when you're looking at the net num net num net net number, and I think a lot of OSJs and advisors get hung up on this, is all right. I'm getting a hundred percent payout with this firm. Okay, but you're paying ten or fifteen basis points as an advisory admin fee versus five basis points, or you're paying five basis points here, but it includes ticket charges. Where this firm saying it's three basis points, and you have to pay ticket charges, and that's where. Like you said, the devil's in the details of really understanding what your net net number is, not only for you, but for your clients, just as importantly, if not more importantly, of some firms have annual account fees, some firms have small account fees. And so really understanding what those numbers are, are important. So audience, I look forward to seeing who can guess the city right. We will continue down this series uh, next week. Stacy. As we do at closing on each podcast, can you share your contact information? Yes, love to hear from you. It's uh, 641-919-6722, and email is stacy.martin at trustedvisions.com. And if you want to contact me, 480-430-5012, which you can text me as well, or info at trustedvisions.com. Look forward to hearing your comments. We will be back next week. I will be in a new state next week, Stacy, but we will be back next week. Thank you all. Mm-hmm.